Hey guys, welcome back to the Fit Town Show. This is Coach Andrew with Coach Tony today, and we're excited to be back. I know it's been a while since we've shared a podcast episode with you, and uh, today we got a good one. We're gonna actually start an all-in series, all right? Getting into not just the workouts, not just the nutrition, but everything over the next several episodes here. And today we're gonna kick it off with an episode about how to not waste another hour. And we're gonna be specifically talking about how many hours you have in a week and how do we maximize those hours. So the number of hours you have in a week, 168 hours in a week, you have every single week. We all have seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's the one thing that is consistent for all of us across the board. We might have different obligations during that time, different things that take that time, but we're all allotted the same amount of 168 hours in a week. And I love this idea because once you think about it like that, it really, at least for me, makes me feel like I don't wanna waste another one of those hours. I wanna maximize every single hour. I want every hour to be something that's either helping myself, helping others, pushing me towards my goals, contributing to others around me, and uh, it, it really makes me want to get the most out of them. So when you see that 168 hours, Tony, you know that's your week. Like, what do you what do you want? What do you get out of it? What do you want others to get out of it? Yeah, I think like we get into like this world of like we're so busy. Like, I got to take the kids to this. I got to take you know go to work, and like we kind of forget about how many hours we're actually given in a day. Um, and so granted, we do have to sleep, right? We do have to sleep probably about a third of the 24 hours we're given in a day, about eight hours. Um, but that still gives us 16 hours in a day. And uh, when you kind of like zoom out and say, wow, 16 hours, like I didn't know I had that many. Um, and that's what we want to help people realize is like, wow, I actually have more than I, than I re probably realize. And I can take more steps in that time to get me closer to my goals. Yeah, and that 16 hours equates to 112 hours in a week. And again, that's assuming you're taking the full eight hours of sleep every night. Maybe you sleep more like seven and you have 30 minutes getting ready for bed and kind of coming out, waking up every day. But um, that's a, a kind of a nice starting assumption. And, and the first thing that jumps out to me when I think about that is like, wow, sleep is really important. We're designed to get 25 to 35% of our time dedicated to sleep as humans. And you know, I think that really just shows how important that is to us and how much we need to prioritize that. And I think what often happens when people start with us is that's the first thing they give up. You know, they're like, oh, well, if I'm gonna make time for working out, I'm gonna take time for something else. The first thing I'm gonna give up is sleep. And I think in appropriate situations, that might be the right approach. I think there's a lot of times where you don't want that to be the first thing you give up. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it kind of surprises some of our athletes when we they come into the gym new and like one of the first things we talk about is not what they're doing in the gym or like, you know, I want you to come to 5 a.m. or 6 a.m., but are we getting enough sleep in order to come to those workouts, mm -hmm. right? Because we know like if, we're, if our bodies are designed to spend a third of our entire lives at rest and in this sleep state, it's got to be pretty important for recovery. Right, so we we gotta prioritize that and, and dedicate that time to some good sleep, so that we can spend those 16 hours awake, productive, and not feeling like we have to just fill them crazily with stuff, but actually, you know, we're we're well well rested for them and ready for those 16 hours. Right. If you can get that third taken care of and get a high sleep quality, your other two thirds is going to be that much better, where it will more than make up for the the third of time you essentially give up each day. Um, so let's talk about workouts a lot because this is where I think probably the most common mistakes are going to happen with 
the idea of 168 hours. So we're obviously big on the committed club. We have the committed club. Committed club is 15 classes every month. If you hit it, you're in the club. And we had 200 members in the committed club. That's last month. That's a good number for us is to hit 200 plus every month. So if you average it out, most people, if they're hitting the committed club, are coming three and a half hours each week, three and a half classes each week. So when you think about that in the grand scheme of things, though, out of 168 hours, you've only changed three and a half hours of the week. If you went from not working out at all to now showing up and making the committed club. So I don't want to downplay that feat because that is a great big first accomplishment. Get in the committed club, be consistent. But I do want to point out there's a lot of people that think they're coming in three, four days a week. But then when you check the stats and you actually look at when they are coming in, they're actually more like one or two days a week. And when you average it out, they're not even giving us the full three and a half hours every week. So that's number one thing I would want to point out is make sure you are in fact giving us the, that baseline number of three and a half hours a week to your workouts. And probably the most important thing about those three and a half hours is that it makes the other hours in your day better, right? So like we say, like we want to give you guys the best hour of your day. We're really giving you the most important hour of your day. It's the hour that helps you eat better, choose better meals throughout the day. Um, more maybe, energy. More energy throughout the day, right? Um, maybe you drink the right fluids throughout the day and you pass up that, that glass of alcohol at night um, because you had to work out that morning or you know you have to work out the following morning. Um, so it's, a, it's a, those hours that make the other hours better and there's more of a multiplication factor rather than just a, you know, in a vacuum like, oh wow, three and a half hours. Does that even make a difference in yeah. my life? Yeah, and then that's, and I want people to really question that, is, does, is that enough to move the needle? And the other thing that you have to understand is that you could actually be coming more than that. You could be coming four, five, six days a week or seven days a week to the gym, but actually still be sedentary if we were to look at the, in, the entire picture of your week. So let's say you are on the higher end, you're giving us seven hours a week. You come in literally every single day. Well, that leaves 161 hours of your week that if all that is spent, you know, I'm sitting at work, I'm sitting at home, I'm constantly on the computer, on the couch, and I don't really go out for walks. I don't play with my kids. I don't go out for bike rides or hikes. I'm not playing sports often. If you're not doing those other things, you actually could be working out consistently and still actually be a pretty sedentary individual in terms of the overall health benefits we want you to get from working out. Yeah, that's why I like when um, someone says like, oh yeah, my, you know, I have something bothering me, an injury bothering me, so my doctor told me to, to do just rest, right, and do nothing. And it's like, okay, so your doctor wanted to stop you from moving for three hours a week, but then they didn't ask you about the 40 hours a week you sat in a bad, poor position for your body, right? And so I think it's like, you got to look at like all the hours in the day, all the hours in the week, see where you spend the most time in the best or worst positions, and then make a better judgment of how you can get better in that in that injury or how you can get healthier. Yeah. So let's go back to more of the common example. You're giving us three and a half hours a week. You're making the committed club every single month. You know, maybe sometimes you sneak out a fourth class per week in there. But ultimately, if you're using that as a justification for unhealthy habits outside of those three and a half to four hours each week, then the likelihood of you moving the needle towards your goals, towards better health, towards weight loss, whatever it is you're, you're striving for, is very, very slim. And, and if that mindset, you know, one of the mindsets we hear, uh, we don't hear it often, which is a great thing, but we do hear it from time to time is like, 
yeah, the only reason I work out is so I can have the alcohol, the unhealthy food, uh, whatever that, 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 you know, guilt food is for you. And if that's your mindset, then chances are you're probably actually eating worse. You're actually giving worse effort to your 164 hours. You're not with us uh, because of these, these four hours, this small, small percentage that you think that you're doing really good. So, you know, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with having those guilt food, you know, the alcohol. You want to be able to have them guilt-free, the alcohol and sweets or whatever your um, treat is for you. But if it's coming from a mindset of I'm, I'm working out so I can have more of those things, then you, not only are you probably uh, not at break even, you're causing more damage than you would have had you just continued to eat healthy and not worked out at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like it comes to like meals, you know, there's so many meals you get in a week, so many meals you have a day, mm-hmm. um, and not to, I guess, like go the opposite direction and encourage the cheat meal person, but, you know, I know people will stress out a lot about that one cheat meal and be like, can I have that cheat meal, coach? Can, is it okay if I have that cheat meal Friday night or we're going to that wedding? Is it mm-hmm. okay if I have, you know, the cake at the wedding or the dessert? And it's like, all right, let's zoom out. And we have 168 hours in the week. We also have, let's say we have five meals a day for seven days a week. That's 35 meals in a week. And so if you're going to have 35 meals and you're worried about one, let's not stress about the one, especially if the one comes at an event, something that's really meaningful to you. Let's focus on getting the 34 right. right? Yeah. So I think that's where we can focus on kind of the bigger picture and be like, wow, there's really 34 meals. I get a chance to get it right in this week. And then one I don't have to stress about same thing with the workouts and the hours it's like i have so many hours in this week if if i get a couple hours wasted it's not the end of the world because i have a lot of hours to make this up yeah yeah or maybe you prefer 21 meals you don't need as many meals as tony <laughs> does right we're still talking about one out of 21 of those meals still like five percent <laughs> or less um, maybe. and i think it was on our uh underrated overrated episode we were talking about cheat days and uh and and i talked about this might have been on, on a different My 7 Figure Box podcast, but it's talking about, you know, are cheat days underrated or overrated? And I think a full cheat day is very overrated. You, you know, you feel like crap for most of the day. By the time you get to your second or third cheat, you're just like, you're just doing it to, to do it. But I think cheat meals are very underrated, especially in the context of helping you stay on track, um, having that, you know, social experience with friends where you don't have to stress out about what you're, you're eating, I think those are very underrated. And I think that, you know, again, in the context of, of the hours or the meals, however you want to look at it, one out of 21, one out of 168 is a small amount um, versus an entire day or an entire weekend mm-hmm. dedicated to those things. That's where we really do the damage. Yeah. And let's just hope those calories and or carbs or macros match up with the one to 21 ratio and it's not like all right this is one meal out of 21 but it has the macros or calories of five or six meals well i would actually <laughs> argue if you're if you're that good in the other 20 it doesn't matter because it's right. it's only one now if that becomes again a day you know that's that's different but i don't know i would actually say if 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 you're that good or that consistent in the other 20 you really can not worry about the one you know because Very it's simple. just a small small piece of it um, and then the, the last thing I wanted to touch on here is, is the alignment between weekends and weekdays. So what I love about the 168 concept is it's like, it doesn't matter where that hour shows up, we should value it the same, right? Whether it's 
Monday morning at 9 a.m. and we feel like we should be productive because it's Monday morning at 9 a.m. versus you know Thursday at 7 p.m. or Sunday at, at 11 a.m. Like it doesn't really matter where that hour shows up. That hour should have essentially the same value to us. And I would encourage people to look at themselves, look within themselves and say, okay, how much dissonance do I have between the person I strive to be you know, Monday through Friday, four and a half days of the week versus Friday night to Sunday. And am I valuing those hours the same? And, you know, the goals that I say that I have that I'm working towards achieving, um, the things that I, I've been trying to accomplish, it, is there alignment between the person that I am in all hours, right? You'll never be perfect. That's not what this is about. But like, is there such a gap, such a separation between the person that I am Monday through Friday and then the person I am on the weekends that like it there's just not alignment between those two yeah i mean those hours still count like and i think that's what we want to get across is like in a 168 hour week like every hour counts every hour is a chance to get better um every hour is a chance to prioritize yourself so like i think about like busy moms who are like uh coming to the gym and they're like yeah i want to start this fitness program because i haven't prioritized myself in years and it's like wow, like, let's do that. Let's help you. And like, if they're still having trouble prioritizing, I like to break it down in how many hours they get. Like, it's like, all right, you get, let's say 112 hours awake minus the time sleeping. Um, let's say it takes a half hour to get a good workout in, whether it be in here or in, you know, even at home trying to do a workout. Like that's 224 opportunities to prioritize yourself in one week for a half hour for a workout. Like, we gotta find that half hour for you. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care if it's here or if it's at home, but like, out of 224 opportunities, we're finding a workout for you. Yeah, yeah, the excuse of not enough time becomes really hard when you start to look at things under this framework um, because you can usually find it somewhere. And, uh, and yeah, so we just wanted to give you guys a, a kind of a first snapshot in, in this all-in series give you guys a, a, an idea of the 168 hours to, to think about how am I spending that time? How could I better use that time? And is there alignment between the, the goals I'm shooting for and, and the person that I am during the week, on the weekends, or am I kind of just uh, you know working hard in certain hours in some places and wasting them in others? All right, so we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining us.